0: Hey everyone, it's just me. This week, we had a pre-recorded episode that we recorded during Thanksgiving break, but Dominic's computer kind of just crashed, and uh, we lost that audio file, at least for now. We didn't want to record a new one just because, you know, they also applied early to school, so they're going through all the emotions right now, and I'm sure a lot of you are too, so if you got into your early decision school, congratulations, you are Finally done. No more of this uh common app college application up. Uh, congratulations. That is so amazing. And if you're tired of listening to College Admissions Podcasts because you are done with uh, college admissions, head over to bit.ly slash AU pod new, that's B I T dot L Y slash AU pod new to sign up to our email list to be the first to hear about our new podcast about college life that we'll be launching in the new year. If you didn't get in all I want to say is that you're, it's not over, you know. Most kids, when they apply to Ivy League schools and don't get in the early round, they mostly, most of the time, get deferred. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. When you get deferred, it's very unlikely you're going to get in when they reevaluate your application during the regular decision round. Now, there are things to increase your chances, like letters of continuing interest, where you basically write an update letter to the college about what you've been doing, any new accomplishments, but even those are very, very unlikely. And we'll do a full episode on what people who are deferred will do, kind of in the new year. But (coughs) just because this one school didn't go your way doesn't mean your chances of getting into a similar tier school is just completely over. You know, like, College admissions is an art, not a science. It's finicky. it's not precise, it's human, it's personal. There's no formula to getting into these schools. Otherwise, we wouldn't do this podcast. Otherwise, it would be really, really simple. We're not in China, we're not in the UK. You don't just take a test and the test determines where you get in. We're in the United States where we write really emotional essays that talk about you know stories from our life. We evaluate extracurricular activities really heavily, which are not a science because it's very difficult to compare, you know, like, wow, this person did dance versus this person did, you know, mock trial. It's, it's not something that is so precise. And so because it's not precise, just because one school rejects you, just because one admissions counselor doesn't think that you'd be a good fit for the school doesn't mean another admissions counselor at a different school Wouldn't say yes to you. I mean, that's why people get into Harvard, but get rejected from Columbia. And people get into Columbia, but get rejected to Harvard. Like, you know, me. Um, And I think the other thing that we should keep in mind is that there are many situations where you are good enough to go to the school. You probably are good enough to go to, to many of these Ivy League schools, most of these Ivy League schools. But sometimes there are just institutional demands that kind of override your individual merit. You know, sometimes, you know, the classic example is, you know, the, the band has too many oboe players. You're an oboe player. We need flute players, you know? And it's difficult because it's just, it's just outside your control. But it, but it is what it is, right? So the key takeaway, I think, is... I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It sucks if you got deferred or rejected from your top tier school, from your early school. It really does. Like, I was deferred from Princeton. And I remember that weekend, I was just devastated because Princeton was my top choice. And I poured all of my energy before that deadline into that Princeton application. And I had the same questions you're probably having. Should I completely rerun my essays? Is everything wrong? What have I done? And, you know, I get it, but moving forward, you have January first, which is you know t minus you know what sixteen days, and that needs to be the focus. You need to put the early decision school behind you, and you can't let it freak you out, and it, you can't let it just completely change your strategy. You're kind of to use a sports analogy that I probably don't really understand. You're in, you're 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 in the last, you know few yards of the football game. You know, you don't want to like completely change it and like run the other way, right? You have a plan, stick with the plan. One data point does not invalidate the plan that you've been building, the narrative that you've been crafting for months now. In fact, for years now, if it's a truly good and realistic narrative. Now, you know, I'm talking a lot kind of like foofy doopy hippy dippy, you know, and I think it's important, right, for you guys to realize that This does not define you. But I also want to talk to you about a few key strategies that I hope, you know, got me through at least and hopefully will get you through. Number one is that you can't compare yourself to other people. There are going to be people who got in to their schools. And that's amazing for them because they're done, right? And there are two reactions to seeing someone get in early when you didn't. One, it's congratulations. That's amazing. And the other one is to be resentful and compare yourself to that person. Say, you know, he got a 1570 on his SAT. I got a 1580. He only placed in one math competition. I placed in 17 and a half. That type of comparison is really unhealthy because, again, you don't know if those are the reasons why they got into the college of their choice and you didn't. You don't know because it's an art, not a science you don't know if they had something else you didn't you don't know if their essay was better than yours and finally it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if they got it it matters if you will get it and if you spend all your time thinking about the other person and comparing yourself to the other person you're not going to be thinking enough time about yourself and even if it's true that you know you see that other person you're like oh shit i should have done you know you know xyz things you know like i said in previous essays that type of regret is just useless. It really is. Like You can't change four years of high school. Maybe that person was a mathlete for four years and you weren't. And you were like, oh, maybe me being a mathlete would have changed my chances. A, it probably wouldn't. B, you don't know if it would or wouldn't because you don't know how well you would have done as a athlete. But C, it doesn't matter because you can't change what started four years ago. And And the final thing I'll say about this is that I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard. But if you're friends with this person, you can't be a douchebag about it. You need to congratulate them. And it's hard, but it's just something you're going to have to deal with. And, you know, I think that sounds harsh, but kind of is what it is. They got in. That's good for them. That's their deal. That's their business. That's their celebration. You're happy for them, but you have your own stuff to worry about. So stop thinking about them. And comparing yourself to them, I think the second strategy I have, I think, is this is a much more like concrete one, is about time management. So the reason why I have a lot of thoughts on this particular topic is because I was a little bit of a screw up, and I just basically did Princeton before November first. You know, the month of November was spent on UT, USC, Emory, and UVA because they had some solid merit based scholarship opportunities. But my top list of schools, you know, the Ivy League, Chicago, Stanford, I didn't really touch those until maybe the beginning of December and only really started working very, very hard and intensely on them until after I got my deferral from Princeton. And, you know, like the one thing I will say is that right after that deferral, I was sad and mopey for that day. But the day after, I felt a sort of energy that I just had never felt before in this process. Like the drive to do essays, an essay a day, the drive to start writing and editing, you know, because that deferral was a kick in my butt. Like I realized I don't have a fallback that I would really live with. Like I've said many times, I was auto admin to UT, but if I went to UT, I would be absolutely devastated. And so realizing that I couldn't just say, oh, Princeton is you know in the bag i realized i really had to start working and hopefully that's that's the feeling that you guys are going to have hopefully now hopefully in a few days after kind of the emotions from the early round of decisions have cooled down a little bit and so i guess again more specifically time management now is the time especially if you were like me and didn't complete a lot of your applications early on to think about how you can use your time best if you haven't created a soft calendar of deadlines Do that now. Figure out which applications you're gonna do on which day. You know, by the end of week one, which applications will you have finished, which applications will you have being edited. Be very, very precise about this. And that's what I did. The day after Princeton, I just looked at my calendar and said, you know, like we'll finish an application every two days and we're just gonna knock that out. The other thing now is that you have to be really disciplined about how you're working. You know, time is limited. You need to meet the kind of soft deadlines you set for yourself. Before we said you could kind of, you know, push things back because they were soft. Well, really now they're essentially hard deadlines because you have so many applications that you need to complete if you were like me and were a little bit irresponsible. And so that means that when you're working, you really need to only be working on college applications. Like you need to kind of do the lockdown and focus solely on college applications for the time you're doing it. That means sometimes setting away schoolwork. I know finals are coming this week. I remember the first semester of senior year, and you know, this was because my school wasn't particularly difficult. I really didn't study for those finals because I had more important things to do. And again, when I say this advice about not caring about grades as much during this time period, it is dependent. If you're a C student, you better get those grades up. If you're an A student, but you have to work really hard to maintain those A's. Continue to work hard because those A's matter. But if you're like a flying by with an A plus and not stressing out, let it slip to like an A. Or like, God forbid, an A minus. Because the difference between an A plus and an A minus isn't an acceptance or a rejection. But the difference between a good essay and a bad essay is... And so this also means that, you know, during the holiday break, you're going to be spending a lot of time working on college applications instead of doing fun things on the break. And you might see friends who, you know, aren't applying to as many places or as tough places as you or people who got in early kind of, you know, having a lot of fun. And you might, what is the term? Have some FOMO, I think. Fear of missing out. Uh, (laughs) I think I heard that somewhere here. Um, but again, I just want to tell you that prioritization is important. What are you going to prioritize it? Prioritize, you know, like a nice party, you know, like a day, uh, a day going out doing touristy things. Yeah. But college applications and, you know, that being said, I think it's fine to take breaks. I certainly don't want to make it seem like I spent my entire day of winter break just on college applications. You know, there are some days like that, but I still had to eat during those days. We went out as a family a whole bunch. Like, I still goofed off a little bit. You know, like, I I don't want to make it seem that I'm the, you know, the most productive college application worker be. But I'm just saying the goal should be to prioritize college applications. You know, when faced with that decision, when faced with that soft deadline that you're not about to hit and a fun activity, I think, and I think you know this too, the answer needs to be the college application. Again, take breaks, but the ultimate priority needs to be those college apps. All right, so those are some of my tips and kind of first reactions to people who got deferred. If you're still listening to this and you got in early, um, thank you. Thank you. That means you really like this podcast. But congratulations, you do not need to worry about this stuff anymore. Um, But if you are interested in more podcasts about college life, um, feel free to go to bit.ly slash new to sign up when we release some of those new podcasts about college life and tr- transitioning to adulthood. As for those who got deferred or rejected coming out of this early application round, I just want to say again, this is not over. You still have 16 days to get in amazing applications to other amazing institutions. One institution deferring or rejecting you is just one data point it doesn't define you. It doesn't define your chances. It could just be a weird anomaly. Like maybe the one school you get rejected from is the early school. It's a possibility because of just how finickety these things are. So please, I know it's tough. Like I I don't want to downplay it, right? I don't want to say it's going to be okay because I don't know if it's going to be okay. I don't want to say it's not that big of a deal because it is a big deal. But I do want to say that it's it's not the end of the world. There's still so many schools out there that you can apply to. There's still so many options out there for you in the next month or so. You, you can do it, but you have to, have to, have to focus in on what matters now. I hope this has been helpful. I'm sorry if you didn't get in, but keep on going because I know you'll get in somewhere good. Thanks for listening.